Well, well, well. Here we are again. <laughs> Hi, this is Dr. Chi with Dr. Chi Salon. Have you ever listened to a podcast and thought to yourself, hey, I think I could be friends with that person in real life? Or like, I really like that person's perspective. Or I really disagree with that person and I really need to let them know my feelings. Well, guess what? That's happened to me. That's exactly what happened to me. When I first started watching Korean dramas at the height of the pandemic in 2020, I realized that I really wanted to hear what other people thought about Korean dramas. I didn't want to read blog posts about the topic. I'd already been procrastinating enough on all the reading that I need to do for my job. So that was not going to happen. Instead, I looked at, the, at Apple Podcasts and searched for Korean dramas and a slew of different podcasts emerged, including one that involves a triumvirate of women who call themselves Dramas Over Flowers. You can tell that Saya, Anissa, and Parma love Korean dramas. Like, they really love Korean dramas. So much so that they've been talking about them for years and years. But as women of color with transnational ties to different parts of Asia, residing in Asia, having, you know, immigrant backgrounds, they provide a non-Korean perspective, but one that is very respectful of Korean culture, even learning Korean. And they do all this while having challenging conversations that unpack things like classism, sexism, nativism, racism, basically all of the isms that are present in Korean dramas. Yet they still love them, just like me. So there's this famous saying, and I think it's Foucault, but I could be wrong. You know, I'm, I was never very good at theory. But he said something like, we know what we're doing and we know why we're doing what we do. What we don't know is what what we're doing does. Parma and our team delve into those last two themes as it pertains to Korean dramas as well as to some extent K-pop. I had the amazing pleasure of talking with Parma, who I follow on Twitter at The Drama Notes. She joined me all the way from India where she resides. This interview happened back in February. It was a long conversation, so this one's gonna be a two-parter. So take a listen. I hope you enjoyed this chat. If you don't know Parma, you need to know Parma. If you like K-dramas, <laughs> you really need to know Parma. Okay. Oh, so Parma is one of the triumvirate of hosts on the podcast Dramas Over Flowers. Her knowledge of K-dramas is like, it's deep. It's real. So like, she's like OG, like K-drama head. So I'm just, I'm in awe. So thank you so much for coming today, Parma. Thank you for me inviting me. You. I'm honored. It's, it's it's nice to talk to you face to face and you know i'm honored to be here so tell me parma how did you get started watching k-dramas oh uh saya my co-host she uh, dragged me in kicking and screaming like she just wouldn't stop uh <laughs> recommending stuff to me and i i was completely under her influence back then um this was like 2012 2013 ish and we had met uh because of our um common love for the fantasy genre like with through books uh especially <laughs> fantasy like epic fantasy that had like dragons in <laughs> them so we were like we had just transitioned from books to the show merlin which had dragons and had epic fantasy <laughs> so oh. i i like i had like found my people in her 
and the what we were trying to do at that point was like basically you know you go through a phase of your friendship where you keep recommending stuff that you discover to the other person you just you're like well you like this thing that i like you must love this other thing that i like mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she kept trying to get me to watch k dramas um especially i think she really liked coffee prince and uh, you're beautiful uh, at that time and i had like incidentally watched a, a little bit of a show uh, like before but it didn't i didn't quite like get into it mm-hmm. um so i kept stalling and eventually she's like no just watch it you like it so much and so i was like fine it's homework i'll just i'll just watch <laughs> and i started with you're beautiful which which if you're not familiar with If you have never watched Asian dramas or even if you've watched some K dramas it's still a very weird gateway in that you you don't like idol dramas are not a commonality in K dramas at least not like that uh, okay. and even in that period when your beautiful came out it was an anomaly like the the main lead was like stylized in a way that was like it was high fashion <laughs> and he had these deep uh you know like the these these shirts that had like these i don't even know the fashion terms here but like his like shoulder sequins? would be showing yeah sequins but like his he would have like off shoulder shirts and a guy hair would be yeah how many was your beautiful <laughs> I, that's why i'm like i'm like in shock because i've never seen your beautiful and oh, i've heard people talk it. about it before okay okay and so what you're saying i'm like that is so interesting tell me more <laughs> so it doesn't fall the in line with a lot Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go, go, go on, go on. No, I was gonna say so it doesn't fall in line with what we think of when we think of K dramas or most K dramas or like or it was coming out in a time when it was still new to do an idol drama. Yeah, but also I an idol drama where the main lead is stylized like that. You haven't really had anything like that since then either. Um, but <laughs> the. Uh, so this was Wang Tikyong, the character. Honestly, this actor, th- that that in my head was like that. That is where he peaked, which is not true because Jung Hyun Suk went on to like he's he's a very famous singer. He he was like hugely popular as a as a solo singer, like as an artist. So acting was like his secondary career, and he's done other projects since then. Some of like a, a majority of his main lead roles since then didn't really work out. but a couple of them were pretty great but that one where he played Hwang Tae-kyung is just it's epic and iconic and i'm so glad that's the drama i started off like after that drama you could practically throw nothing at me that was weirder oh, okay okay so because it was, it was so nice. weird you're like okay i'm okay with the weird stuff that happens sometimes in dramas pretty much because for one thing it was really well written weird it used all mm. of the existing tropes of that time and then also used like gender bender dramas at that time were like relatively fresh you just had coffee prince um and pretty much there was like they had tried a couple of other gender bender dramas but they didn't really you know catch on in the same way mm-hmm. but then they did your beautiful and <laughs> it it's like they use so many tropes that are like you can practically if you start from like the first episode onwards there are uh you know twins orphan twins don't know who their parents are oh god <laughs> you have like a a rock star with a rocky relationship with his estranged mother you have like it's it there there is bromance in there there are so many tropes that are just classic k dramas 
that wow. once you watch your beautiful you're, you practically it's like a crash course in k-drama tropes but oh. really well written you know it's like it's funny and heartfelt and sincere and like genuinely enjoyable so it was a great yeah. game did i actually answer your question did i well oh go yeah absolutely off? like i asked like how did you get started I'm like saya <laughs> <laughs> she made me do it and she then i and finally i gave in and i loved it yeah you fell down the cage on a rabbit hole yeah she's also the reason i started writing for drama beans because she's like apply this year apply this year go start writing for them so eventually you write for drama beans you write for drama beans too yeah i wrote for drama beans for like a year and then i like ran off it was it was really hard like the way um it uh, so at that time the the writing staff was relatively small it was growing um but there was like like the deadlines were really tight because you know as mm. soon as the episode would come out you have to like get the recaps done like get all of the screen caps done it was and there was an editing process it it was like really tight deadline with my own workload i just couldn't manage it after a while it was like going but i really enjoyed it it was like a a, a great um intro to uh analyzing scenes because i i had the good fortune of being kind of mentored initially by uh, one of the founders of drama beans so uh mm-hmm. you had girl friday and um, java beans so girl friday was the one who uh mentored me in my initial phase and i loved it uh it, it was it was great it was like free course like writing course i i i enjoyed myself a lot um and that was also because of science she was like apply here's here's a form here's the like apply right now <laughs> science the one man she's like Five the one. <laughs> yeah. So my next question for you is, I think you kind of answered this in the beginning. If you were going to like, if somebody's like, "Hey, there's this thing called Korean dramas. I think they call them K dramas or something." I kind of want to watch one, but which one should I start with? What do you recommend? What would you tell them? Oh, I would ask them what kind of books they read, and I would try to pair them with a drama accordingly. if they um read a lot of like i mean i'm assuming that they watch fiction because <laughs> i tend to like figure out what kind of drama recommendation i should give you by the kind of fiction that you're attracted to so i have mm-hmm. a friend of mine who really likes like um you know crime detective stories everything from like you know frederick forsyth to the agatha christie everything um she really loved that stuff so mm-hmm. to her i would recommend something like my name or um mm-hmm. she also likes like dark like you know just dark stuff but like where it actually dark so she came across uh, the glory recently and she was like you know if hbo was doing this it would be so much darker and you could kind of tell that she would have preferred that she's like this is too oh, light <laughs> oh the glory was too light for her well, yeah <laughs> everything is relative right Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you have to know your audience. Like it, it, there is a certain guy. So, she really enjoyed um Forest of Secrets with a stranger. Um <laughs> so, you know, you have to it's best to find out first what kind of fiction the person is attracted to um in books even more than the kind of fiction that they watch because we often passively watch a lot of stuff that we aren't, you know, directly attracted to. Totally. Yeah. Uh it's not our genre, but we'll just watch it anyway. but books are something you pretty much would not pick up if you're not attracted to that particular type of uh storytelling 
So mm-hmm. find out <laughs> what kind of genre they read in and mm-hmm. figure out a recommendation sort of connected to that. You know, that's so interesting that you say that because I feel like people I know who are like, I'm not going to watch this stuff are people who don't read, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, that, that uh, answers uh, it, kind of. Because yeah, like, you have to read you. subtitles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. Do dubs, but... but... Yeah, whoa, dude, they are doing dubs in... Uh... They are, they are really pushing K-dramas now. So you have like these distribution sites, which are like these streaming sites, which buy distribution rights uh, of K-dramas, kind of locally dubbing these dramas. And listen, nobody wants to actually employ good voice artists. So yeah, they end yeah. up like pay, getting like the, the paying the lowest wage possible. And therefore like the dubbing quality is often that bad. So it's not, it's not the best. I, I really don't, yeah, I really don't like dubbed uh, K-dramas or C-dramas for that matter. A lot of C-dramas are getting dubbed now too. So, well, the, the yeah. whole C-drama thing is fascinating because I, I have this conversation with my friend Pumps and Gloss often about C-dramas and how like they're already dubbed. And she mentioned, <laughs> because like they want to yeah, like yeah, have yeah, everybody yeah. have the standard accent, right? Like if you're yeah. from Fuzhou, you shouldn't be sounding like you're from Shanghai or versa versa, yeah. right? And so it's kind of funny how it's like a dubbing within a dubbing for a C-drama, but that's not what we're talking about today. Um, Yeah, but it's a a really interesting point, especially in historicals, dubbing becomes really important for them. Whereas in some contemporary dramas, they just like allow the actors to have their own um, accents. But in historicals, because it's very period specific and the Mm -hmm. regional accents, not just, it wasn't just the accent issue. It was like a dialect issue. So mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. couldn't have like people with like their pronounced dialects um, going in a historical drama and actually speaking in their own dialect. That just would not work out. <laughs> so. Okay. So this is like connecting dots for me because I remember watching Hidden Hidden Tiger Crouching Dragon. Hidden mm-hmm. Tiger. Well, anyways, I remember when it came out in the 90s and I was like, oh my God, the show is out. I don't get everything to see it. and I was like I'm not gonna see it I don't want to see it I don't need to see it I, I finally saw it recently I was like this is amazing yeah. and and I was talking to a friend of mine about it she's like you know and the interesting thing is that when it was airing in China they were like confused because or maybe was it you guys who brought this up I, I act like I was talking about this with a friend I'm like I don't know if you guys brought this up enough no, no I don't I don't podcast. think I I don't but, remember like, discussing this okay yeah. well people in China were confused because they were in their Chinese versions they were saying you know they were saying their roles you know saying saying their lines and like the accents were so different and it's a period piece right so yeah. I didn't understand why it would make that much of a difference. But if you are in a period piece set in a particular region, having somebody with this Hong Kongian like accent would be kind of weird, you know? Like yeah, it, it, we don't even realize um, because of the vastness of China and how um, isolated the provinces were when they were developing it. Their cultural and like just you know, the geographical roots are very solid, which of course we know that the CCP tries to like homogenize as much as possible, but you can't like completely erase identity like that, no matter how badly you try. Um, So that's what they try to do. Uh, They do clean dubs so that at least in historicals, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't sound jarring to anybody because otherwise actor, they would only be able to hire actors who were from that province. Yeah, which is hard. Yeah. Yeah. I read the Prince Harry memoir, you know, um, 
and I was intrigued but his ghostwriter did an amazing job <laughs> and I was like ooh, political intrigue like ooh, what's the behind the scenes kind of thing happening right what would you recommend to somebody like me uh okay so I would first ask you what about the biography uh, attracted you to it? Because like, mm-hmm. was it that you really like reading biographies in general? Or yeah. do you, is it the specific, like the, you know, the royalty and, and like the romance of it and like all of the drama, like the it's family drama, politics. <laughs> all of the bon chinche, all of the gossip, all of the chisme, what is happening, who said what to who at what time and what were they wearing? And I remember we were at this one place, this one spot and the staircase looked like this. And then this girl did this to that guy. That's what I love. I love drama, but it's rare that you see drama like that. And like, Cause it's like real people drama, you know. I mean, it's not to say I don't read fiction. I do read fiction. I just can't remember the last time, the last book I read. It's I don't know. It's been a weird year. But back when um, you did read a lot of yeah, books, what, uh-huh. what kind of genre would you be attracted to? Like, what would you pick up? Like, would it be romances? Would it be um, you know action, thriller, adventure? Just like what 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 kind of stuff would you pick up? Oh, so I actually. I love an epic tale that draws you in. Oh, hello. In January, I read the book Pachinko. Oh. And it God. was so amazing. It was like my heart, you, you know, my thing? head. I read the whole thing. It was, wow. I mean, I read it on Audible. So I, I have a busy life. So I was like listening to the book and it was <laughs> phenomenal. And I was like, I can't watch the drama now. I have to like sit with this book for a while before I watch the drama, because the drama is going to be a completely different thing, you know, I don't want to It's its own thing, but also they haven't finished telling the story yet, so I, it's ideally at this point, maybe wait a little till they come up with, like, the second season, um, okay, so they tell, like, more of the story, but, okay, yeah, so you're really into, like, epic saga type, uh, storytelling, which is, which is great, that, like, Okay, K-dramas are, are full of uh, that kind of stuff. And, you know, there might be hits or misses. I would uh, first ask you to watch something like maybe Mr. Queen, which is like, you know, dramatic <laughs> and it's epic in its own way. But also, I don't know how, do you do you like historical stuff in general? Because Not particularly. No. It's funny, because like, Mr. Yeah, Queen is actually yeah. one of my favorites, but I don't generally like them. I so I unless it's a fusion, I probably wouldn't recommend one to you because you started with like the Harry and <laughs> Megan, like that you you told me you like that. Mm-hmm. That kind of like precludes you from like real old sagas. Mm-hmm. However, you may enjoy Moon Embracing the Sun. Cause that oh. is that is drama. <laughs> like oh. and it's fun and, and spoilers, it, it it has a happy ever after ending so like unlike what is it scarlet heart real that everybody talks about and cries about i still have not seen it and and people are just like every time it's mentioned see you see what you just did right there your heart you have to clutch your heart it's like like, it's really hurt people the first eight episodes were just like "Mm, that's Mm. just like doing painful things to my heart even mm-hmm. though there were like stuff that was just wildly wrong and I'm not even talking about from a historical um, you know accuracy perspective it's just like there, there were certain choices made that were just wrong <laughs> but I it you look past it like 
you look past it because if you're enjoying yourself, you look past a lot of stuff. You give them a long leash and mm-hmm. they sometimes go hang themselves with it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you're able to suspend yeah. your disbelief. For, okay. for quite a while. I, of course, like most, I, I don't think anybody enjoyed the ending of Scarlet Heart Trio. We Apparently were all not. hoping for a <laughs> different one. Um, I would actually uh, ask you to watch some, something really stupid and mock junk, like for instance, business proposals would have been a drama uh, I would recommend. I would uh, also recommend something like really silly, like uh, Crazy Love. <laughs> oh, Which, I haven't heard of that one. Uh, it, it's, it's got Ryan Gold from uh, Her Private Life. Oh, what's his oh. name? Um, uh, oh, <laughs> why can't I? The guy what? in Extraordinary 20 Woo, that guy? No, 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 no. Uh, did you haven't mm-hmm. watched uh, Her Private Life? Watch that. Like, I have. Kid. Oh, yes. the main lead Ryan from Go- Private Private Life, Ryan yeah. Gold. Oh, Ryan Gold. <laughs> he's a so, cutie. Okay, right? cool. He's a cutie yeah. and crazy love too, and its premise okay. is completely like, oh, like it, it, it like makes your head spin a bit. Okay, but I it's, love it's that kind of stuff. Dramatic. You have oh. like the heroine coming after him with a hammer at one point, like with I'm genuine intent to kill. <laughs> so it's 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 funny and it's. Like just, just try it. <laughs> Trust me. Okay. Try it. Thank um, you. I probably wouldn't uh, give you like very serious recommendations. For instance, um, I thought maybe Sky Castle. Um, but I don't know. That's a bit too serious. I I don't know if I would like. But Penthouse. I love tried Penthouse. Okay, have so I, I've actually seen Penthouse and I have seen um, Sky Castle. Love both of them. Sky <laughs> Castle is actually <laughs> my favorite drama of all time. So I'm a sociologist by okay, training. So I love, I love shows that show like status, you know, yeah. wars, you know, where people are like, class I have to, yeah. class differences. And like, even just like, I have to maintain my face and you keep threatening it. So I'm going to do this other thing so that like I can keep my face intact. But like, oh, I see that you are having your face threatened. So now let me do this thing so that we can all save face in the situation, all look okay. Yeah, you know? yeah. Love that crap. Love it, it. it was And great. I love class excellent. differences. Yeah, I, I love it all. So Oh, um, yes. there is this um, uh, drama that I just started watching because of a recommendation of somebody else because they said it was like Sky Castle for uh, m- the middle classes. Um, mm-hmm. Wait, it was uh, Abdul uh, Siddiqui's uh, recommendation. He's on Twitter. Um, it's not Crash Course in Romance, is it? No, 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 no. It's okay. um, oh, hey, uh, what was it called? The 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 Green um, Green Mothers Green, Club. Green Mothers Club. Yeah, that that's uh, the one. I, I started so to I started, watch it. Yeah, and it's like a really slow start. So I'm not. I wasn't very convinced. But uh-huh. uh, Abdul was the one who was like, stick with it because it's it gets it gets really interesting, and it's like mm-hmm. if you loved Sky Castle, then you would definitely like this one. So I'm trying to like stick through it. This is yeah. like for people who are novice K drama watchers, right? At this right, point, so, I can't even claim that status anymore. It's been no, like you two- are not novice. No, no novice. You've you've been watching for what? Like I don't even know how long have you been watching. It's been years at this point. At this point, it's three years. This is my three year marker. See. You don't you don't get to have like a novice place. But you know no. what? If you were a novice, I don't know if you should be starting with Sky Castle. Like um Oh no no no, were, that's too heavy. That's too heavy. Yeah, right. It it yeah, would, but business it proposal, do, I think. I think yeah, business one. proposal would be a, a good entry point. No, Penthouse. 
like the the opera ness of penthouse really appealed to a lot of people who otherwise yeah. weren't really interested in k-dramas oh, i saw okay. like random people like who were completely outside the fandom watching penthouse and getting really into it um which kind of like i i never understood it but it's like it's, it's i totally got it it's just so ridiculous <laughs> it's so dumb and so that just need that like when you're trying to survive a pandemic you know yeah yeah <laughs> when yeah. work okay, is I hard i'll give you that Thank you for listening to the first half of my interview with Parma from Dramas Over Flowers. We're going to talk more about K-dramas, so be sure to stay tuned, like, subscribe, and keep your notifications on so you'll know when the new episode airs. Okay? Talk to you soon.